Hello, and welcome to episode 10. I can't believe it. Episode 10 of Always With, Never Against, a podcast of negotiation. I am the host, Dr. John Sakala. This week's or this this episode is going to focus on negotiating across culture and dealing with different cultures in a negotiation, something that is becoming more and more commonplace and something we all need to be aware because our negotiating counterparts may not always look or, or speak like us. They may be different and we want to be careful not to let those differences bias or influence or influence how we negotiate and how we deal and conduct ourselves during the negotiation. So I think this could be a very relevant and hopefully valuable topic for everyone. Um, I'm going to jump back a little bit and reference an early pioneer in management, a woman named Mary Follett, uh, Mary Parker Follett, early, early 20th century. And she had several fascinating books and, and a lot of quotes that I think are relevant and applicable to this topic. One of them was that she wrote, what people often mean by getting rid of conflict is getting rid of diversity. And it is of the utmost importance that these not be considered the same thing. Unity, not uniformity, must be our aim. And we attain unity only through variety. Differences must be integrated, not annihilated or absorbed. And I think that is extremely important and applicable here when we're negotiating with others who may look or appear different from us. Diversity is crucial. It is important. People from different backgrounds have usually a different way of, of looking at and approaching things than we do. And sometimes, if you remember earlier uh, episode where we talked about four methods of principled negotiating, is separating the person from the problem, focus on interest, not positions, uh, and creating inventive options for mutual gain. This is where that diversity is going to kick in. Method number three, they will help create creative options because they're looking at it from a different perspective, possibly, and they may see things differently than we do, possibly in ways that we hadn't considered. One of the other things that Ms. Follett discussed in some of her early works is that there are three ways that people can deal with differences. Domination, compromise, or integration. And there are weaknesses with each of those three approaches. In, in domination, only one side is going to get what it wants. The other side, the side that has been dominated, walks away empty-handed. It is not a collaborative undertaking. The one side got everything. And that's not what we're looking for here. Second option is compromise. And in compromise, well, neither side really gets what it wants. They're not going to get everything they came to the table hoping to get. Third option in dealing with differences is integration. And by integration, you find a way by which both sides may get what they wish. By integrating working together. And it's, I think, crucial to stress that there is a difference between compromise and collaboration. 
collaboration, you're working with the other side. Compromise isn't really so much as working with the other side as making concessions to the other side. And those are two different animals. What we want is collaboration. What we want is working together. And it's important to work with those other sides, however different they may seem to be, there will be some common ground. Now, culture is defined as the distinct characteristic of a social group, tends to emerge from patterns, uh, different the patterned ways that groups respond to problems of social interaction. There are similarities in how they respond, how they see things. Culture is learned behavior, can be shared values, uh, there are going to be dialectic tensions from each cultural difference that come to the table. But the learned behavior and the shared values, those basically kind of represent the what. If you remember earlier, again, when we talked about collaborative negotiation, we talked about getting to the why behind the what. This is what I want, but your goal is to figure out why they want it. Well, the what comes from their learned behavior, their shared values. This is what we expect this is what we want. This is what we're going to do. This is our response. But the, the dialectic tensions, the contextual nature of those asks, that's the why. That is what's motivating. That's what drives that learned behavior and shared value. Learned behavior will define as organizing principles that allow for valid generalizations that hold true despite variations from observed patterns. Um, diplomacy to a degree, observed characteristics. When we're online and we have what used to be referred to as negotiation etiquette, I like to think it still exists, but there are behaviors that are expected at a negotiating table. You don't bang on the table, you don't yell and scream that there are certain behaviors. And hopefully we learned those behaviors growing up, how to behave right from wrong, how to be nice, how to play well with others. So if you're at a negotiation table and you're dealing with someone that may seem or look or sound different, fall back on learned good behavior. We've talked before about the importance of treating your counterparts with respect and being polite, being good. Engage in the behavior as if someone you respect is there watching you. Now, the constraints of that social context or situation need to be taken into account. Every situation is going to have specific goals, whether it's on price, replenishment, shipping, materials, focusing on the problem, not the person is key in this area. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago, separate the person from the problem. You're at a negotiating table to discuss the problem, not to be distracted by what the other negotiators look like, sound like, where they came from, what their attire is. That doesn't matter. What matters is the situation at hand. Treat everyone as a respected colleague. 
if you need to plan some joint activities, maybe you can get together uh, and discuss some topics over lunch, social activities, things working with to help establish that collaborative nature. Be very careful not to exclude someone else's opinion simply based on things that don't matter. You know, we talk about it a little bit domestically if someone were to walk in to uh, a business to negotiate in Tuscaloosa and they're wearing an Auburn jersey, you know, that's not going to play too well. But we as negotiators have to get past that, get past the person. Focus on the problem, focus on the issues, focus on what you are there to negotiate, whether it's price, replenishment, delivery, cost, training, your salary, your whatever it is, focus on the issues. Don't worry about the other person. Worry about them. You know, don't be biased. Don't treat them badly. As uh, There's an old philosophical quote, raise your words, not your voice. Raise your argument. Raise your terms, raise your logic, raise your reasoning, raise your words. Don't raise your voice. There is a difference. So when negotiating with different cultures, I think the key is simply falling back on separating the person from the problem and ignore the person. Focus on the issue at hand. Act right. Act the way Treat them the way you would want to be treated because, you know, you're a different culture from them as well. Not only do they look different from you, you look different to them and probably sound and act differently. So that is this week's episode, Negotiating Against Culture. Treat everybody with respect and ignore the differences to a degree. But maybe those differences can help. You never know. Thank you.